Hello and welcome to the Empowered Women's Project, a podcast and community made by women for women to help you live your best life and reconnect you back to the things that really matter. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing someone that I get to call a dear friend and also someone that I get to work alongside in business as well, the beautiful Shani Thompson. Shani has an incredible story and today we really dive into some wealth mindset and beliefs and principles that she started to adopt uh, and really, really turn her life around. Literally going from rock bottom, you'll hear that in the story. And then how she has now coaching women, how to really shift that and some of the trends that we're both seeing in women right now of certain beliefs or habits that are not really serving them when it comes to really looking at what their next level of life looks like and how they can start to attract that into their world. So this is an epic one. Make sure you get a pen out and some paper. You're going to want to take notes. And I know there's many more podcasts that Shani and I have to record because there's so many topics that we could talk forever on, but this is going to be a good one. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be alongside an incredible woman and someone that I get to call my bestie. I am joined by the beautiful Shani Thompson today and I'm so excited to be able to share a little bit of who you are and um, I've had the privilege of knowing you for just almost five years and it feels like I've known you forever though. I know, where have the last five years gone? (laughs) It's been incredible. So I would like, you're an incredibly successful businesswoman, you have an incredible online health program, you are, you know, you're passionate about being an entrepreneur and really empowering women in so many ways. I would love to kind of go back to, let's go back to little Shani. What was life like for you um, growing up and what do you think has actually caused you to become so passionate about, you know, what you do today? Well, my parents um, were from Uruguay in South America. My mum moved here when she was five and my dad was 18. They met here in Australia. So I grew up in what's called a wog family. <laughs> I was always the wog girl at school. Um, so I grew up in a really traditional Catholic um, upbringing and in Sydney, in the West. And we kind of, our family, I mean, we weren't um, poor, but we weren't well off either. We sort of like uh, mid-level class and... I think coming from a, a family that my first language was Spanish, so I learned English while I was at school, and starting school with having no idea how to say anything except where's the toilet, <laughs> um, and learning how to communicate with people and making friends with other people from different cultures, like, it was just like a really beautiful upbringing. I loved it. I, I think about my memories of growing up, and they were always so fun. Um, and we grew up with a really close-knit family so we do everything together we would spend the weekends together doing really awesome family adventures and what I know to be true with that is I think because I grew up with not a lot as a adult I think there was always a void there of I want to create more in my life And so that's just made me really passionate about creating the life that mom and dad gave us was beautiful. They worked really, really hard, but there's also a 
part of me that's that's made me really passionate about creating a life where where I can give my children something incredible something that I didn't have and so it makes me really passionate to create a life for myself but also to teach other women as well mm-hmm. now on the outside I mean you're absolutely gorgeous I know you're gorgeous inside and out like no getting to know you as a dear friend um, you've got this success you're in your early 30s it could be really easy for someone to go oh you know she's had it easy I know your story is far from that um, you got into nursing that was your original kind of profession that you got started with what what caused you to go down that path and what were some of the the highs and the lows of that part of your journey before you really jumped into becoming an entrepreneur it's funny because I mean I think about high school and I'm sure everyone's the same we were always taught you know what do you want to do what do you want to be when you grow up and for me it was about what do you want to study at university so that then you can get a really good job and then so then you've got a really secure income so in year 12 like I didn't know what I wanted to do did you no idea <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> So I'm like, oh, I don't know, I'm really good at massaging, so maybe I'll be a physiotherapist. And <laughs> that was literally what I decided to do. I decided to do physio. Um, and then I didn't get the grades um, in year 12 to be in physio. So I um, did exercise science, really didn't like it. Like it just wasn't my jam. Um, and then, this is gonna sound really funny, I loved Grey's Anatomy. That was like my favorite <laughs> show. And so I thought, why don't I be a theatre nurse? Because that looks fun. So I changed my degree to nursing. And yeah, so I went down that road. I studied, I was at university for seven years all up. Wow. Um, because I chopped and changed my degree. And I specialised in anaesthetics. Got the dream job in um, anaesthetics at a beautiful hospital in Brisbane. Still to this day, it's my, it was my favourite, favourite place to work at made some really beautiful connections there and kind of like three years in I was you know 50 50 hour work weeks working weekends doing night shift just not having not having enough money because this was the whole thing right like my upbringing was we'd never had enough it was always like we can't afford that we're not made of money we're not you know money doesn't grow on trees sort of thing so there was that void of I want to create an income that where I don't have to live like that and then I'm stuck in this 50 hour work week and I've got a $12,000 credit card debt because I just splurged during uni I had no sense of savings or how to use a credit card and so I'm working my butt off to pay off this debt that I can't even make the repayments for and just really unhappy doing what I was doing and I just remember thinking if this is what I am doing now in my I was 20 back in mid 20s this is what life is like now what's life gonna look like in 20 years 30 years 40 years from now like I just I was going to bed just racking my brain like how am I going to do this I don't understand how I'm gonna do this and I could just see the same patterns playing out where I was just gonna always have more month at the end of the money is always be chasing my tail so yeah I can't remember the question but no this is also and I think you know women talking about money and finances it's not actually something that's that common and I think I I love that you're bringing it to um like bringing it to a point of conversation because it's kind of like 
if you don't have it, you're not going to talk about it. You'll sweep it under the rug or you get a credit card and not really know, you know, how to handle it. Oh, just pay the minimum and like it's going to take you 30 years to pay it off. And so this is important topics that I think women to become empowered need to be having. Mm -hmm. And if they don't want to, it's probably because they're not very empowered in that place. And like Mm. you said, if you're not, what's the next 10, 20, 30 years going to look like? Well, that's the thing, like the the reason why I was in such a crazy financial situation like that was because I was never taught first of all how to use a credit card so I got a credit card with a $2,000 limit on it in university because I couldn't work so um, anyone who's studied nursing you know you just do crazy hours for free at a hospital <laughs> part of being a student um, so I didn't have an income coming in so I got a credit card I was spending it on things like fuel and then food and then oh my god this dress and then you know I had these really bad behaviors well I call them bad now but they've shaped me now but I had (laughs) behaviors of where I would just splurge on like a really expensive something because I had the credit card and then the bank would give me a letter and say congratulations you've just had an increase in your max and I'm like wow I end up at twelve thousand dollars totally maxed out credit card I didn't have any mentors around me who taught me about budgeting or saving or how to even pay off a credit card. Like I just had no idea. I was just paying the minimum monthly repayment just. Um, So yeah, got myself in that situation. And I think a lot of women get themselves here, even guys, not just women, Mm. but people get themselves in this financial situation because we don't have things readily available to us to teach us about wealth principles and savings and putting um, money aside and well actually even knowing how much your yearly expenses are and what you spend every year so that you're not over like we just don't get taught this stuff no and and people either go well that's boring I don't want to know or the system is set up so that we just keep spending the bank sends you the next letter congratulations (laughs) Your inbox is filled with the latest sale and buy this. And if you buy this extra, like it's just, it's, we're constantly sold to. And unless you have a plan, then it's really easy to get taken advantage of or just get caught up in a, in a bad habit. So I remember you telling me a story of you being at the petrol station, having a very pivotal moment, which made you realize like something's got to change. Can you share that? Yeah. Well, I was working in Brisbane, living on the Gold Coast, so it was an hour commute to work, and I was so broke at this point, like, and earning a nursing income, it's, it's a pretty good income, like, I wasn't, you know, un, it wasn't below average, but I just, like I said, found myself in this situation where I just couldn't afford anything, couldn't even use the credit card, because the credit card was maxed <laughs> out. And so I'm on my way to work and I have no fuel. And this was like a daily thing for me. Like every second day, it was the same thing. Oh, I don't have fuel to get to Brisbane. Like, oh, I need to put another $10 in. So I was literally putting bits of fuel in my car in little increments because that's the scarcity that I was in. And so I rock up to the petrol station before I jump on the highway and... um, I look in my wallet, like I, I look for money. I don't have anything in my bank account. There's, there's like minus in there. <laughs> and in my wallet, I have a $5 note 
and um, I put fuel in my car and I'm just in this daze, like wasn't even paying attention and I just, I didn't put $5 of fuel in, I just went over and there was like this thing in me um, that felt like this huge guilt because my parents actually owned a petrol station so we always used to get people walking in like, oh, I don't have money. And, you know, it was this whole process where you had to like hand your phone over so that you'd come back for it or you'd have to give your details. And I was now on the other side of that. Um, So walking in like with my tail between my legs, just so embarrassed that I'm about to say to someone behind the counter, hey, I've just put like a lot of fuel in my car and I've only got a five dollar note and what I like I went into this panic I was like putting my hand down all of the seats like looking in all the crevices of the car looking in the glove box there's no money in there (laughs) and um so I walk in with my five dollar note and so embarrassed just like I'm so sorry trying to justify it I'm trying to say like oh you know I've worked in a petrol station before my parents own one like I'm so sorry I would never do this and anyway got it sorted um I had to leave my details I had to leave my credit card (laughs) but I'm like "Mm, that doesn't even work um and then I remember walking back to my car and I just sat in the car put my seatbelt on and just sat there bawling my eyes out just like what the hell like I'm an adult and I'm broke and I'm putting five dollars of fuel in my car to drive an hour to work and I'm gonna have to do that again tomorrow and I have no money like why am I here so I think I cried there for about five minutes I, I drove out and went around the corner and just sat there just like it was like a desperate moment just what am I gonna do so that was my moment like my I need to change something Mm. because I cannot live like this for the rest of my life like this is painful so I think I just started getting really creative with like what could I do like what like what are my gifts what are my talents um at the time I was really passionate about health well I still am but that was something that I really loved learning about and I would be that person that would, you know, watch YouTube videos and read blogs about health and just, just for my own knowledge. So I, um, at the time I was doing a health coaching course, but not to make a business out of it. It was just for me to learn about it. And I don't know, something just came over me. I was like, what if I taught some people about the things that I know regarding health and what I'm learning? Cause I was going through my own health journey what if I taught people just some basics that I'm learning about in regards to holistic health? And so I think my brain just started ticking, started getting a little bit creative. Asking better quality questions, right? Yeah, like how can I? And I think that whole drive to Brisbane that day was just about, well, I could do this Mm. and oh my gosh, and I could create this resource and I could charge this much and that's where it started. I love that. And sometimes, you know, sometimes rock bottom sucks, Mm. but sometimes you need to go there to have a whole new, just rediscovering who you are and who you kind of forgotten that, you know, that what you can create and become. Mm. I remember, and I know you've been such a student and you're always looking to learn, you know, ever since I've known you. And I'm so grateful that fate, um, 
put my husband in a seminar <laughs> sitting next to you and it was actually a wealth seminar. It was. How's that? So then you obviously put time into wanting to learn more and that got us to a point where um, I think it's like turn to the person next to you and introduce yeah. each other or whatever. And then I remember him coming back going, oh my gosh, you have to meet Shani. And, you know, now we get to work together and there's so many, I, I feel like we've got 10 episodes of a podcast <laughs> to talk about all of that. But what I love about watching your journey is you're constantly a student. Like you are always hungry and looking for how can I do it better or how can I learn this and teach this and show others how to, to do that. And you've really become, um, you know, a light for so many women to if they're rocking that kind of rock bottom like you've been there or so that they don't have to. Yeah. Um, so what are some, I guess, things that shifted? You started asking better questions. Um, what are some other things that you did differently that changed the game for you? Because the life you have created now, think back to that petrol station moment mm -hmm. and the life that you have right now. Oh, like so polar different. Far out. It's incredible. <laughs> I think... One of the main things, like I'm always passionately curious about how to, how to do something that I don't know how to do. And so the whole journey of figuring out how to create a side income from my nursing income was just, it took late nights and it took, you know, like studying people, watching what, you know, people were doing that I really wanted to emulate to people that I was inspired by. And just really watching them, just like, oh, wow, that's really creative. I love that. I'm going to make that my own, my own way. Um, Can I ask, because you, um, my observation with you is you just, if you don't know something, you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. You'll find a way, like you'll Google it or whatever. Yeah. Does self-doubt creep in for you? Because some people, they might go, well, I, I don't know how to start a new business or I'm not good on social media or these stories will come up of why they can't. Does that happen for you as well? Or what, it, what do you do to kind of move through that? I think my personality is I just won't stop until I figure it out. Mm -hmm. So there's, yes, self-doubt comes in 100% like in so many areas of business even today like you know whenever I'm doing a new project I'm like oh my god can I really do that but I'll I'll put myself in a situation where I just I kind of like tunnel vision try and teach myself how to do something so I'm like one of those people who has learnt everything through YouTube and I have stayed up till two three in the morning trying to figure out how to edit something or how to create something or like I'll listen to podcasts and binge them back to back just to like, and I'll stop and write notes and then I implement what I'm learning. So yeah, the, the self-doubt creeps in. I think that's natural for everyone, but I'm almost obsessed with, well, I have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Like I, I won't, I can't not figure this out. I have to figure it out. So I don't know if that's a personality thing. I'm, it's an OCD thing. I don't know, <laughs> but I just have to, I have to work it out. I can't, if I've got an idea, I can't let it slide. Mm. Like it just will eat me up. <laughs> I love it. And so um, 
you we obviously were able to connect and you started getting curious about all right well what what is that side income i can create and you were health coaching Mm -hmm. but then you also looked at like well what if you could do something bigger online as well and so that led you to a point where you were able to step completely away from nursing yeah yeah so well i'll bring i'll take it back to the wealth principle seminar that we met you guys well I met Ant and then later met you but um, I think when you start surrounding yourself with people who can cast that bigger vision for you your realm of possibility grows so Mm -hmm. I started to really want to get on top of my wealth and well my financial situation I wanted to pay that credit card off and I I just wanted to stop that feeling of being broke and I really did want to create a side income so I started going to seminars, that's where I met Ant, Um, and then I started, my circle of influence started to grow a little bit, like all of a sudden I started meeting people who were in business, and they were successful in what they were doing, and it's inspired me to figure out, okay, well, um, this is a real thing, like people can actually make a side income, and so trying to find ways that I could create an income that could either reduce my hours at work as a nurse because I I was starting to feel really tired there (laughs) working so much Um, I was also dealing with some pretty negative um, workplace bullying so emotionally I just was tapping out of the nursing thing which I guess, you know, today in hindsight, I'm really grateful for because that made me so passionate about building my business. I think that was my fuel to my fire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started health coaching and um, still trading time for money sort of thing. Like I was working even more, but some income was coming in. I was able to reduce my hours. And then um, being introduced to the network marketing profession, I saw how you could actually leverage your time. And I, this whole concept of passive income was so new to me. I had no idea what passive income was. I thought only like millionaires made passive income through like, you know, stocks and shares. And I had no idea about that concept. I had never heard of that before. Um, so making money while you sleep, I was like, what? People make money while they sleep? So I had to shift my beliefs in that I didn't have to trade my time for money I could actually create something that would work for me while I was at the beach or while I was sleeping and I could still serve and help so many people but I didn't have to physically put the hours in 24-7 to create that so I got really curious about well how are people doing that and um, yeah I think it's safe to say I got really obsessed with that (laughs) Really obsessed, but obsessed to the point where your obsession became about then helping other women, you yeah. know, paying it forward and, and showing other women how to create that for themselves too, yeah? Totally. Like, I, I meet so many women who are in the same position that I was, you know, 10 years ago. And I get goosebumps thinking, well, there's so many possibilities for you. Like, this isn't, this isn't how life has to be. Mm-hmm. And I just get really excited about helping people to get out of that because I know how painful it is. It's, I mean, and and there's, there's a point where you can either just have it as your normal and yeah, you can live life like that, but 
when you figure out that that doesn't have to be your normal, that you can actually shift and completely change your life just by shifting some beliefs and by surrounding yourself with some, with some really great people and just giving it a red hot go. I think that's really important. Like it's going to be hard work. And like the last five years have been hard work. Like I've hustled my butt off, but um, it's been so worth it. So I love teaching people about that. Mm. And I think, you know, some people are listening to this and maybe they're time broke. Mm. Um, maybe, you know, they, they literally don't have spare minutes in the day to stop and, you know, enjoy where they live or have that quality time with their children. The money might be in the bank, but there's that. Or they're in a situation where the, the dollars just are not there. And um, and it's, I think sometimes it's easy to get in a position where you don't ask quality questions. It's just like, well, why would I bother dreaming or thinking of this amazing life I want to have? There is no plan for that. Like, I don't have a, something to do that. So what would you say... Um, in coaching the women that you do and that we get to help so many around the world, there's there's often common beliefs that come up of, around, you know, are they worth it or can they do it? What are, what are some of the things that you see that are really common right now um, that you can kind of speak into if someone's listening who might be feeling the same way? The first thing that's coming to mind is kind of a revelation I've only really come across recently and I've become really passionate about it and it's that people aren't dreaming big enough and they're not there well first of all I've I found that a lot of the women that I'm working with at the moment um, they struggle to goal set mm-hmm. and they really struggle to think bigger or have a bigger vision beyond what's in their world right now and um, I've been so surprised by how many people just can't stretch that vision and I've been doing a lot of research about why like why is this happening why aren't women dreaming bigger why can't they see their future to look like this or that or you know why why is that so out of their realm of possibility that even the thought of you know oh maybe I can be a stay-at-home mum with my kids or maybe I can travel the world or I can help other women or I can build my dream business like that's just not in some people's realm right now and so having a look at some research I think the main problem there or the challenge is we're we're not taught to dream at school like if you go back to the schooling system and even you know I think about my childhood um, we're not taught to think about the future there's no I mean yeah we're taught like okay what do you want to be when you grow up but what's beyond that like what do you what does life look like when you're in your 30s what does life look like when you've got children and what do you want your family to look like what about beyond that what's your legacy like what do you want to bring to the world what are your gifts and talents that you can share and then even beyond that like what's your 100 year plan we're not taught to do that and I think about when I was a kid, like I was one of those ones that had like imaginary friends and fairies and all like, I remember it was beautiful, but we get to this point in life where we're like, you know, stop, stop, stop doing that. That's, you know, you're making that up or, you know, it's, it's just natural in, in us to just stop that. Mm -hmm. And it's like a part of our brain that doesn't exist. Like, the dreaming and the imagining has to stop at some point and so 
talking to a lot of women at the moment, um, one of my biggest things right now is trying to stretch people's vision and asking them, well, what do you want to create? And it's difficult. Like, I get it. Goal setting can be really hard, especially like when you're thrown a 100-year plan. Like, when one of my mentors did that, I was like, but I'm not going to be here in 100 years. And he's like, exactly. Like, what do you want to leave behind? And that really got me thinking, well, oh my gosh, like, I have the ability to really leave a footprint behind. How am I going to do that? Um, so that's one of my things right now like I'm so passionate about helping women just get out of this like oh that's not possible for me because we have the ability to create anything we want right like we're the writer we're the director we're the producer we're the actor of our own movie so why aren't we acting like that like why aren't we doing the things that's going to create that life for us yeah it's such a good point because I think so many women if you ask them well, what, what do you want? They can tell you what they don't want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't mm-hmm. want this and I don't want that. And if that's the constant internal dialogue in yeah. going on in their world, and I've been so guilty of that in the past because I know I definitely got found myself at a place where I stopped dreaming and it was everything that what's crap in my life right now <laughs> that's playing on the on the movie screen. But shifting and, and harnessing that, curiosity and innocence of a child and actually continuing that through life where you do get to just dream and and still be grounded you've got to be still be grounded and realistic but i think too many people are so realistic and they've just they've forgotten that ability so i love that that's really powerful yeah we've got to dream again because if i just always think about if you want to create a life you love you've got to have a goal like you can't go into it blindfolded and be like well I'd love to have freedom and flexibility and more time and more money but what does that actually look like we really need to be like very intentional with how that's going to look Mm. and then when because if you have a imagine you know for those of you listening that you've got your top three one-year goals and that you're just laser focused on that and then every every opportunity or everything that pops up onto your schedule that could happen you are you can decide oh no that doesn't fit with my plan i'm i'm going to say no to that or that's totally in alignment with where i'm going but if we don't know what we want to create then we're just kind of floating kind of around it. yeah we're just winging it and yeah. so many people wonder why they're not having the success they desire it's because they've got a blindfold on it's mm. Like, where are you going? How are you getting there? And ask yourself the question, how can I? What can I do better? What can, how can I evolve? Who do I need to surround myself with? Like, what mentors can I invest in? Like, it's, it's, you've just got to ask yourself better questions. Yeah, awesome. And so for you, when you got laser focused, and I know your vision is continuing to grow, it's a work in progress, but is that when you really saw... I guess different mentors opportunities and things really shift for you but it was your mindset first is that is that kind of what you're saying yeah I well for me um I think because of my upbringing and like I said we weren't a poor family but we you know my my parents worked really really hard to send us to a private school so mum and dad had two jobs all the time and 
Taylor and I, my sister, we went to an amazing school on the Gold Coast. And yeah, my, my parents worked really hard for that and we could see that. So I think as children, that's, well, as a child, I saw, okay, well, you have to work really hard to get make ends meet. That was like my first thing. And then I was always like the not so rich girl at a rich school. So then I grew up with wealth around me because mm-hmm. I saw all my friends, like all my friends' parents were like really high-end, high corporate, very successful people, entrepreneurs. So I saw what a, that life could look like. It's not what I had. I got to sleep over and have like the experience and have like these, I had beautiful friendships that lived in these gorgeous homes and like they took us on holidays and I had a taste of that. So I think that void has just always kind of traveled with me. And at every stage of my life, I've just been like, well, how can I just go that next level? Like, how can I, how can I stretch a little bit more? And I think the petrol station day was like my moment of, I know what's possible. Mm. Like, I know there's so much more out there. Um, How do I just, how do I get it? And it's always a work in progress. Like I think at every level, there's another devil, right? You always have something else you're going to work towards or something bigger that you're going to stretch for. Um, but that's, that's just been my mentality all the time. Just what's, how can like be grateful for what I have, but I know I deserve more. So how can I go for that next thing? I love that. And so what would you say to the woman that's listening right now that knows that she deserves more but they might be feeling like they're at a rock bottom of some sort what would you say to her to start doing thinking believing to shift you know the pendulum yeah um first thing i would look at is you know who are you being influenced by um i did a really big social media clean out a couple of years ago because i was following a lot of people who I don't know why I was just following them because they had a great Instagram let's just say but they weren't inspiring me in any way or if I ever felt like someone who I was following would make me feel a certain way that wasn't positive I just I just decided out out of my feed I just want to be surrounded by incredible people so I started to follow really amazing influential people and then like with Facebook you have the ability to click that see first button so when I open up my Facebook, the people I'm seeing first are people who I've like read their books that like Joe Dispenza and John Martini and just some, some people who are always posting incredible content that's going to up level my belief system and help me be in a better state and higher energy. So just who are you hanging around? Not, mm. not yeah, physically in your life, like who's around you, but who are you being influenced by? I think that's such a big one because um, that's been biggie for me. Um, but yeah, looking at your circle of people, um, I think that's really important. You are the average of the top five people you hang around. So I think when I started shifting, I didn't remove people from my life, but I just introduced and welcomed in more people that I was inspired by and who made me feel empowered and who believed in me and supported me. Mm-hmm people who like I could talk about my dreams and what I wanted to do and wouldn't shut me down so um yeah that's probably the second thing um and just I always think like what does my next level self look like what does she do 
And so if your next level self is someone who's successful and happy and, um, you know, do the things that she would do, like start acting as if you're her already. So Mm. for me right now, like I'm doing a challenge, I'm doing the 75 heart challenge because I got to a point where I was like, my next level self wouldn't not put herself first. Like my next level self is really passionate about her health and she puts herself first before others before she serves others she exercises she eats well she drinks lots of water she reads books and then i came across this challenge i was like okay this is a sign from the universe i need to do it so right now i'm just acting as if i am my next level self because i'm so ready for that next level Mm. so you know how does she talk like what does she wear how does she show up um what books does she read what podcasts does she listen to and just start acting as if because you can't wait for that person to arrive you have to arrive first and then the events around you sort of magically fall into place I love that it's the whole you know oh I'll I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing versus becoming it and then you know and then attracting that I love it for those of us that don't know what 75 hard is can you (laughs) because this is huge and I love what you just said like what would my next level self do because we all know what she would do yeah we're probably not doing it consistently (laughs) right now and that's why we're not there yet so it's always looking at that gap or what that next um, step is for us and stepping up and stepping into our next level of greatness so can you just give it, tell me about this because I I'm amazed you're a day what in I'm on day 30 of 75 so it is a really cool it's a free challenge it's by Andy Frizzella um, he's got a podcast on it that you can listen to that will kick your butt and make <laughs> you do it. So, um, yeah, it's so 75 days of following certain criteria. You have to exercise twice a day for 45 minutes each minimum. One of them has to be outside. So if it's raining, hailing, whatever, you still have to exercise. Thankfully, the Gold Coast is really <laughs> sunny right now. And I haven't had to do that, but... So one session outside, you have to follow any diet you like. So you get to choose. So I'm intermittent fasting and um, I've removed dairy. You have to drink uh, a gallon of water a day, which is about 3.8 liters of water. And let's not talk about that because it's <laughs> not happening very good. Um, what else? You have to read 10 pages of a non-fiction book. You have to take a photo, a progress photo every day. Um, no alcohol and no cheat meals Mm. from your diet. So 75 days of that, if you miss any of those things, you start from day one. So I'm doing pretty good. I'm on day 30 and I haven't stuffed up. That's amazing. Now I have had some 11 p.m. messages from you going, (laughs) I've still got a leader to go. (laughs) Or I'm at the gym, like on the treadmill, like, oh my my God. God. But you know what I love about this is that think about, apply this to wealth, apply this to relationships, fitness, whatever most people aren't consistent Mm. in the things they know they need to go to that next level and so that's why they're not there and then Mm. they get frustrated and they'll go they'll beat themselves down or up but it's because they're not consistent with things so this is a perfect example of like you yeah you don't want to go back to one again but so many people say with their wealth or their mindset they'll do it for a day or two and then they go back to zero yeah and so this is building a really beautiful i guess muscle in you to kind of do that now i know in business 
probably a 7,500 business would be like a no brainer. Like you, yeah. you could do that for 365. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all going to have areas of life that we're a little bit more challenged, but I think it's a really great point. It's just most, most people, and let's say women, um, they might do something. Well, that sounds like a good, I'll read my affirmations today or I'll read my goals <laughs> three times and then I'll forget and I'll yeah. stop. And then six months later, I wonder why I'm not where I wanted yeah. to be. Totally. This, this whole challenge was, is, isn't a health challenge actually. And mm. the podcast that Andy, um, explains it is really good. It's a mental toughness challenge and it's a toughness, it's a discipline challenge. Mm. So for me, like I got to a point where I was like, uh, like successful in all areas of life, but I would like maybe put my health to the side a little bit because I was so obsessed with like, you know, doing this project or something. So I just, there was an imbalance there for me. And my biggest thing is I just want to prove to myself that I'm disciplined Mm. and that like I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing it for anyone else. My, my thing that I'm trying to get out of it is I want to hold integrity to myself and like actually follow through with something that I promised myself. And there have been different parts of my life where I've gone like, okay, these are my goals and then I've not done them Mm -hmm. or like I'm committing to this. And then like a week later, I'm like, you know, not doing that. So I just got to a point where I was like, my next level self is freaking disciplined. Mm -hmm. And, um, I hold my word to myself because I think that's what I've got to push through right now. So this was the perfect challenge for that. And yeah, I think it, this challenge is going to be great for all areas of life, not just not just health or mental toughness. Like I've seen like an improvement in my marriage because all of a sudden Matt and I are walking together every day and we're catching up and it's like, why weren't we doing this before? We got so like busy, like it's so silly. So yeah, highly recommend it. I love that. And I think um, the most common word that is broken is our word to ourselves. We'll tell ourselves a little promise or yeah, I'll do that. And then, we don't tell anyone else about it and then we yeah. internally break it and then that just wears down our self-worth um, yeah. and it, it's it's not a good path and I've totally been guilty of that and even just having this conversation around 75 hard, I remember I was like, well, good for you girl because <laughs> I will cheer you on but it's making me go, Kate, like there's things that I am not putting myself first on and I, yeah. I get caught up with other things and so... <laughs> Right now, someone is deciding to mow the lawn. You mow the lawn, or a helicopter is taking off right now. Because I do not know what that is. But I'm so proud of you for that. But it, it just hits on such a beautiful point around being consistent. Like yeah. you cannot create anything worthwhile yeah. without being consistent. And I did a podcast actually on this last week on everything that you've ever wanted in your life is on the other Outside side of consistency. consistency. Yeah. I loved that episode. I listened to it. Mm. The thing is, like for me. I had so many people do this challenge before me. So, like, earlier this year, I I was introduced to it earlier this year, and it triggered me. Like, it really annoyed me. I was like, why would you do that? That's so stupid. Why would you put yourself through that torture? I was like, nah, like, that's not for me. Good for you, whatever. And then um, a group of people that I know were doing it about three months ago or four months ago, and I was like, look at these losers. Why are they doing this? Like, why would you put yourself through that torture? And then the third time it got presented to me, 
I was told to listen, you know, to the podcast, whatever. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm so triggered by this. Why am I so frustrated? And I think my frustration was coming from like, well, because you think you can't do it. Mm. And because you, you're not consistent in other areas, maybe. So you're, it's like, it was like a mirror for me. And I just got really curious about why am I getting so frustrated with this challenge? Like, um, my chiropractor said to me, you should do it. I was like, no. And then the next day I was a yes. And then the day after I was like, hell no, I'm not doing it. Then the next day I was like, actually, maybe I can. And then I was like having this internal dialogue with myself. And I just like pulled myself up on it. I was just like, Shani, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> Please get back to it. So I just decided to do it. And here I am. And here you are. And I know like you have applied similar things like this, but to your wealth, like you've got spreadsheets and done it like you got so obsessed in that too and I think for those of you listening you kind of go oh I'd love that that sounds really good well you got to pick up the book you've got to yeah. do the work it doesn't just like there wasn't this magical unicorn person that came in and taught you everything you needed to understand about wealth like you had to get hungry enough yeah. to go seek out the answers and you know and really dive into that too yeah totally I think um Matt, my husband Matt has this really good thing that he'll say to me like if I'm complaining about something or whatever he'll be like when is it going to be painful enough for you to do something about it and it hurts when he <laughs> says that I'm like oh my god shut up <laughs> so with the whole like I have a few examples of this with the the money thing mm. like I was in a point in, in my life where it was so painful. Like I just could not do that again. The whole fuel thing. I couldn't be broke anymore. Like giving myself $20 a week and putting $50 aside for groceries and then like literally having nothing. Like I just couldn't do it anymore. So I think the pain was painful enough for me to go and get advice on how to budget and how to do that. So that I got like really freaking obsessed with okay, I'm going to budget, I'm going to save, I'm going to increase my savings by 10% every quarter, I'm going to pay myself first, I've got to put money aside for tax. So, like, I just got so tunnel vision with that to, to the point where I became really great at it. So my wealth now is unshakable. Mm -hmm. But then there's other parts of my life as well, um, like time management. There was a, a point there in my business, like, I had no time management skills. Like, I sucked. I was overwhelmed. I felt like I was juggling a hundred things at once. I literally didn't know how I was going to do it all. So the like this was one of the conversations Matt had with me. He's like, when is it going to be painful enough for you to do something about it? Like, look at you complaining every day. You're overworked. You're tired. And then I was just like, you're right. I, this, this is painful. I'm going to fix this. So I got advice around how to set my day up and how to have structure and you know, now I've, I've mastered that area of my life. Now it's health. Like now I really like want to crush my health goals and because I deserve it. Yeah. We all do. We all do. I love that. Well, I, I know there's many more episodes <laughs> because we have so many topics and conversations that we can have, but I'm so grateful for you sharing today. I'm so grateful for your friendship Me too. and five years, like we've been around the world, like, Oh my gosh. Man, the countries, the experiences, getting to be there when you got married. Um, there's just been so many beautiful moments you've had together. And I'm so grateful that, uh, you know, the universe brought us together as well. But you've shared so much beautiful wisdom today. And I, 
I know that um, this is going to land right where it needs to for our <laughs> listeners. And I really encourage you. I want to hear back from everyone. Like, what are you committed to? Maybe it's not around the well stuff because you got that sorted, but what are you committed to being consistent to? And what are you, what, uh, what's getting bad enough that you're ready to take some action on? Yeah. Cool. Thanks for having me. Love you. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> Love you too. Wow, what an awesome interview with Shani. There is so much gold there. And I think sometimes when we look at someone who has success, we forget or we don't think about maybe their rock bottom of what they needed to hit to actually cause change to create success. And, you know, I think Shani's story is a perfect example of that. So regardless of where you're at in your life journey, if you're feeling like, you know, rock bottom is there, you've got so much potential inside of you. And sometimes what might feel like is our darkest moment can become the beginning of something amazing. So I can't wait to hear back from you. What are some of the the takeaways that that you've had from today? What's something that you're ready to make a change with? And where are you, what are the quality questions you're going to start asking so that you can start getting more curious about how you can make a difference? And what are the mentors that you're going to lean into to help you create that too? So it's such an awesome episode to connect with the beautiful Shani. You can follow her on Instagram at Shani Peach, or you can head across to ShaniThompson.com. Um, I would love it if you share this with someone that needs to hear it because the more women that can be living an empowered life, the ripple effect is far, far greater around the world. So we're always looking for more beautiful people to interview. If you have someone who's inspired you in life, we would so love you to connect with us and let us know who that person is. And I think, you know, just join us in future podcasts because we're big on getting real um, so that we can interview amazing people who have been through struggle and challenge and who've gone against the grain but are now living their best life, which is the absolute best to see. So have a beautiful day. Looking forward to hearing how you're going to step up and step into your next level of greatness. And if you could do me a little favor, it would be awesome if you'd pop across to iTunes and give us some love. A review or a five-star rating would be so amazing. The more of those that happen, the more people we get to help and inspire. Have a beautiful day and we'll chat real soon.